Well, hey everyone, welcome to the Hive Podcast. My name's Eric Jones. I'm Brady. My name's Kalen. I'm Joshua Clifton. I'm Johnny Gore. And uh, this episode is uh, going to be a little shorter. It's going to be kind of a special one-off. Uh, we've been following a lot of the Black Lives Matter uh, movement on Facebook and a lot of the uh, different ways uh, injustice has been displayed to our African-American friends and families. And um, we just wanted to take a moment to kind of talk about that a little bit um, and hopefully start a, a discord with listeners of the podcast and our music community, along with our friends at work and whatnot. So, Joshua? Um, I wanted to say a lot of us, all, I think all five of us have really been thinking about this, um, not just in the uh, past couple weeks or... Um, since we learned about a man named George Floyd. Uh, I think we've all been kind of wrestling with what my role is as a white, someone that passes as white man in the United States. And, and I would ask all our listeners and, and watchers, viewers, to, ha- uh, to be patient with this, because although we've been thinking about it, I don't know if a lot of us have had the opportunity to bounce ideas or thoughts off of pe- each other. And before we get into this, I just want to say, uh, I, can, I believe 100%, I'm sure I, I can speak for all five of us, that we believe there is a problem. We believe that by being silent, we are not helping the situation at all. And, and we want to figure out how to be, how to fight against any form of racism that we can actually fight against. And for a long time, I think a lot of us thought that that was just be quiet and, and let the black community be heard. But now we're hearing a lot of other things like we need to be doing more. And I want to know, I want to say that there's some areas I'm for sure ignorant and we want to start the conversation. So I, I, would love to bounce off you four brothers that that I think will have and will continue to teach me a different way of looking at it because we all have uh, black uh, friends or family members and um, and so we've all learned and and that doesn't mean that in the future we won't have we have tried to have a guest that uh, would have a more <laughs> more intelligent viewpoint on this uh but we weren't able to get one and so we're really uh we will have someone eventually to come on here i felt like for this discussion i was talking to johnny i think earlier maybe it was kaylin um but i felt like it might have been in poor taste for us to find one of our black friends to be on this episode just because it's like let's gather the tolkien you know black guy for this episode And then you probably won't see him again unless something music or, you know, scene related, he comes back. And so we wanted to be the most honest representation of who we are. Um, and so and that's not to say it's, like it's almost in the same vein of whenever there's like a Hispanic situation on the news, then the news anchors, the Hispanic lady to then right. cover it. And it's kind of like just so no one feels weird about the words she's going to use and uh. I don't know. I kind of feel like, dude, I'm an adult. Just tell me what happened. You know? Yeah. Can you report yeah. the news? So, um, I think we, most of us, if I'm not mistaken, we're fairly silent on social media when it comes to like trending things going on. Like I typically, and me, me and Johnny actually, when we would have our coffees in the morning, we would talk about how we hate how people will kind of overshare on Facebook and how everything's got to be this trending thing. And everyone's got to jump on that horse. And, um, it's a game. It's like RuneScape. It turned into RuneScape somewhere around like 2013, I think, where it's just like there's all these different levels and worlds that you can play in, but you got to participate. And uh, that's been I think a that's huge part of, of what that. I've been thinking about 
um, through all this was when I started to I started to realize I think this is a game that I'm choosing to participate in the we all hang out on the internet game. Yeah. And uh, I think I thought I didn't have to sound off and say, hey, I'm not racist. Yeah, you would like to think that that is is my lifestyle and and even the kind of things I promote would say that, that I'm supportive. Like, uh, you knowing me and being a friend of mine on Facebook, I would hope that you would have already vetted me to not... I, I mean, I guess... I guess I don't know. I guess I could have some friends on Facebook that might be racist. And I don't I'll tell you I, this, and, none of my close friends are surprisingly racist to me. I have no right. oh my gosh, I didn't realize they were racist. And that was not by vetting them. I think that right. was just luck or by by just picking up vibes and who I want to spend time around with. Now right. through through this unfolding and everyone oversharing on the internet, I've seen people I know that are okay so the surprising part it's it's not surprising to me that they're saying what they're saying it's me going oh okay so they're at the level where where they will say this on the internet but still it's not i still don't have a surprise to anyone yet and i'm not trying to brag on my selection of friends ability i just think that that's probably true for most people i think I think most people are realizing people they used to know are more racist, but I feel like the super organism does gravitate <laughs> to the like-minded. And so I think a lot of us were surrounded by similar thinking people in that clearly black lives matter and they don't need to be being murdered by the police. And uh, there's been a lot of, we didn't, <laughs> at least I feel like we didn't realize we needed to be more vocal about this. You know what I mean? Just because of yeah. the environment that we grew up in. I'm a well, real quick. I mean, Kalen, Eric, Brady, do you want to say anything right now? Before uh, we go? maybe not this this point, but yeah, I, I echo everything Johnny's saying. Like, I, I feel I've never before felt like yeah, because like you said before, I felt like my role was to stay out of the way. You know, because like this is not my thing to to you know voice this is not my we jokingly role. say i don't think we're allowed to yeah, judge that or be that you know yeah so, so that before this that was kind of my thought process and then i think when we talked about this before it was like a very uncomfortable and i like probably a very good uncomfortable feeling of like man <sighs> you know is there what what is my role and what more could i be doing you know yeah yeah i want to uh share some words of wisdom I got from someone a few weeks ago. And um, it's oftentimes when you find yourself in an uncomfortable conversation, it's because there's a good chance you're about to grow through. And um, this whole conversation we're about to have the five of us, it's uncomfortable. And it's because, you know, I don't think any one of us five have done something actively racist. Like, and you know, we might've been racist by omission by just, casually living our lives and not realizing something. Um, but I don't think any of us have gone out of our way to like put a burning cross in someone's yard or chase someone out of a park, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, we got to talk about this through the lens of how have we participated in this and how are we going to try and make this world better through our actions and our discussions. And so that's, that's part of the reason why I think it, it could be potentially uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, I'll say, through this whole process, there's two things that have happened. And a part of it might be also just getting older, too, because uh, bear with me. This is going to seem unrelated, but bear with me. Um, uh, Brady and I, when we were in Nashville and I was moving here to Dallas, uh, that's when Tom Petty passed away. And Brady and I, I like... Normally I would I'd be like shocked if if celebrities died but didn't real no most most of those I I didn't know them personally so like it's kind of weird to be sad like real sad you know like really but that's that's constantly been there since then for me that like uh where it really started things started really but that's that's constantly been there since then for me that like uh 
where it really started, things started really constantly been there since then for me that like, uh, where it really started, things started really been there since then for me that like, uh, where it really started, things started really become here since then for me that like, uh, <clears throat> where it really started, things started really becoming less started really becoming less of me being a spectator and more of like, why is this affecting me or should I be doing something? So that's growth for me is what I'm saying. And then George Floyd is the first time I, I don't know why and what black people might be going and why and, and, and black activists might be going like, why did it take you so long? And I, I'm sorry. Right. But, yeah. uh, but George Floyd is the first time I go, wait, wait, maybe I'm not supposed to just get out of the way. Maybe I'm supposed to do more. Maybe I, I'm supposed to either a uh, see if I have any black friends that need a, uh, uh, an opportunity to speak and give them my place that I normally speak, give them my spot. Or maybe maybe I have money that needs to go there, go to a certain place to support that. This was the first time I, I, I mean, for lack of better, not to be funny, but I woke up in the sense of like, maybe I don't think I was a necessarily a part of the problem, but I definitely, I don't think I was any part of the solution either. Yeah. I think part of what makes this time around a little bit different to our perspectives is, you know, George Floyd in the week before that, or so maybe a week or two before that. There's that young African American guy who was jogging, and the two like Hicks shot him. Yeah, yeah. and it's like yeah. Yeah. we had two back to back full on videos of seeing the actual death take place, yeah. and uh, I feel like in the past, even like two years ago, any video like that on Facebook would have been taken down. Like there would have been no way to see it again unless someone had a link to the original. You know what I mean? I don't, uh, maybe I feel like I haven't seen this for a while. This for well, a while. I, I've seen images and I've seen like aftermath things, but I, I've I don't think I've ever seen. Oh, there's a guy. He's calling for help. He's not talking anymore. And like you get to see the whole act. I don't. I don't. I feel like I haven't gotten to see that. Um, and that could also there just were a be couple, because there were a couple that that were like that a couple uh, like several years ago. But um, do you want to know? Yeah, what there's it? some reason this one feels heavy i think we finally i think enough has happened to where we're feeling it like it's a systemic problem that the black community was like guys why are you not doing like helping us if well you say and throughout the pandemic us, everyone was constantly reminded of their mortality yeah the legal witnessing firm uh, or the the law firm that i work for that does estate planning that i legal witness for um as soon as this happened, of course their business went up because people were realizing as soon as the pandemic happened, people were like, I got to get my affairs in order. You forget that you're mortal. And that's just, I guess, for a better example, part of the privilege that we have is to be able to forget that we're mortal. And then while we're sitting here going, you know, this ain't so bad. It's kind of nice to remember if we just go outside for walks and be close with our family. I mean, we're making it through all right. And then uh, you see that people just keep getting shot by the police or choked to death on the ground and you're like oh my god this still isn't stopping um, it's forced me since I've seen it get worse and worse over the internet once you've been able to see what's going on instead of just hear it I've tried to educate myself this is what made me realize just learning and trying to be like like read and listen and watch documentaries and whatever I got a <clears throat> donating to me is the next step. Like I got to start figuring yeah. out how am I going to freaking fix this? I still don't think it's constantly shouting on the internet and I refuse to do that. Um, but I'm going to make a difference. Um, I'm going to try and I'm going to, and I'll, I'll talk about on the internet. I don't want to, I, I don't want to ignore it on the internet, but I'm, I'm not going to be shouting. Although I am angry, but yeah. that's just not, that's not what I'm going to do. So I got caught, I got caught today a little bit in a, a in a, medium shouting match uh so yeah, dude, I, I was so tempted to do that picture of uh michael jackson eating popcorn and leave it at the bottom of like the 19 oh, comments were you reading yeah, that I, I well i was at your place and and you it had just started right yeah dude, so that, that later tonight, down like 20 comments 
at around 19, I was uh, <laughs> I was reading them, and I wanted to add the little Michael Jackson eating popcorn, but yeah. it just seemed in poor taste. But uh, yeah, that really exploded, huh? Yeah, and so I shared a meme, and it was the par- the parable of the sun. Have you all seen that meme? Yeah. Well, explain it to me just in case. I, maybe you'll jog my memory. Um, or just show me on this. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to I'm gonna pull it up. Yeah, I, I have it right here. Do you? Um, yeah, it says, The father was waiting there with a big sign, hashtag prodigal sons matter. When the uh, older brother saw it, he was angry, wouldn't uh, intend the party, and, and moped around his, with his own sign, hashtag all sons matter. And then father said, Dude, it's not about you right now. And I loved that. Um, yeah. yeah. And so someone comments, nope, nope, don't do it. And I was like, it's not literal. I mean, it's taking the, the allegory or the, the story itself. Uh, the um, What's it called? The parable? Parable. It's the taking parable. the parable <laughs> and it's looking at the condition of people's hearts and it's applying a new narrative to the same character right and then he's just like well i don't believe in using scripture that way and i was like that's fine man that's cool and then a couple other people got on there and was like dude parables were jesus's way of telling one story that meant a completely different thing eric's literally doing the same thing with the parable he's making a parable of the parable or the whoever made the, the meme right and then he just, you don't touch jesus's parables dude how do you think you know? he feels about uh the chronicles of narnia or lord of the rings yeah, yeah. oh man he loves those because they're inspired. I don't Did know. he like Passion of the Christ? Because that was a little made up also. Oh, it was, it was very made up. And then, but then also not, very too real at some points. Yeah. I'm not comparing hashtag that meme to Lord of the Rings or Narnia. Yeah, you meant the, what the dude was saying. And it, yeah. it turned into this big old thing where he's just like, it's not about race. You're just bandwagoning. And I'm like, no. And... and my thing to him was, I was like, dude, I mourn death, period. Uh, I, I put that someone, somewhere in there. <clears throat> and I was like, dude, I'm upset about the teenager who was jogging and got shot by two hicks. I'm a, I'm, I told him, I'm, a, I'm upset, yeah. and I'm doing this because I have friends who I work with who have told me stories of things that have happened to them in the past two or three years yeah. that are not cool, and things their kids have gone through, which are not cool. Um, like apparently, the, the, the principal at Wiley ISD retired. Yeah, really? I, I saw that. And um, there's a whole bunch of like stuff coming out, and a lot of people are like excited because it feels like a lot of that racist stuff is kind of getting sifted out of things, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But this guy was just belligerently upset about the thing, and he's just like, Black Lives Matter is awful. They believe in abortion. And I'm just like, dude, how come you're focusing on every other thing except for the fact that black people are upset that when a black person dies it takes the world like an extra week to care about it. Yeah. I mean, that's why they're upset. Um, and, I, and I brought up, uh, <clears throat> I told the story about the, the kid who was jogging, got shot by the two hicks. I'm like, dude, those two guys got to go home for two months and live normal lives until it was trending enough for them to get arrested. I'm like, if you flip that, it was two black dudes that shot a white guy that was jogging, they'd be arrested immediately and their court dates would have already been, it all would have been done. I'm like, yeah. This is why, like, from what I could tell from the people I've talked to, they're upset about those levels of injustice happening almost regularly versus um, how one of us might go through that same scenario. Yeah. Um, uh, guys, jump in here if, if you have anything. Uh, but I, I, do. Do, I do. Go ahead, John. I want to say uh, one of the things that I've been learning is that what that guy on your comment on your Facebook post that was commenting what he's doing, that's a huge part of the problem. Like obviously there's a ton to the problem, but there's this the long play of this racist in inside the genetic DNA of foundation of as we've made it and reproduced people on this continent since we've colonized it post Native American colonization. That that racist DNA, I think it's being, it's like a virus. In this pandemic, such a, a crazy metaphor. There's like seriously a, a, a virus in the super organism right now. But 
one of the things that I think goes unnoticed, or at least that what what uh my my friends who are helping educate me on this have been showing me, is deflecting, distracting away from the issue. So one of the things I was reading today was um, bringing up black on black crime and all that stuff. And I read through this whole uh, thing online, breaking down just the math of crime rates in general. And when you really break down crime across the country, that whole black on black thing, I'll read you a statistic right now. Um, Let me bring it up. It's the black on black crime versus white on white crime across the country. Black on black crime, 63%. White on white crime, 56%. It's not that big of a difference. Yeah. And they can literally, as soon as someone dies and they start bringing up black on black crime to just deflect from the whole issue that's happening, that people are being murdered for no reason, they just deflect it to all these different statistics and numbers. And now you're arguing over here like you're breaking down scripture and theology for your religion. And it's just completely distracting. The bigger issue of all the crime that I was, the thing I was reading through today is communities and communities get segregated but it's poor communities where you're going to see an influx in different numbers versus rich communities but regardless the crime rate dude it just i mean think about it who are people that want to commit crime the trauma you know that's that's humans doesn't matter whether they're rich doesn't matter whether they're poor or their skin color but this again to use a superorganism metaphor like kinds find each other and then there's areas where it spikes. But there's just a narrative to, uh, there's, by the time we're this age and talking about it now, there's clearly been several sentences, catchphrases, and narratives used to distract whenever this issue comes up. And what I'm seeing online is whenever somebody's trying to just say, hey, let's make a difference, let's stop, the people arguing are picking one of those other religions, one of those other interpretations of scripture and it's just immediately deflecting and now the argument is over here now and that has got to stop yeah i had to, I, I brought it back real heavy at the end I, I i i spiked home the bringing it back to what the topic was about and he hasn't responded since but like i hate arguing on facebook because he doesn't care like if you argue on facebook no one's gonna listen to that and then oh I've, my mind's been changed like what's broken my heart and I guess changed my heart was having friends who are black who shared their life story with me and stuff they've gone through. Um, yeah. One of them, his mom, like I think she turned 77 pretty recently or he, he mentioned she was 77. He, he called her crying saying you've been fighting this for 77 years, which is like three and a half of our lifetimes. You know what I mean? And I don't know. It's nuts. And, for the life of me, I don't understand, like, I, I gotta rephrase this. I'm sad that more people aren't on this and are trying to make this better. Like, I think a majority of people are, but it bums me out that those that aren't. And I feel bad for those, the ones that aren't yet, because they're still figuring it out or they're resisting it, period. And it's like, for those that are still figuring it out, you know, most of society is on this page and they're not patient to walk the the ones who are on the cusp of flipping over through it. And I'm kind of like, dude, if this person hadn't talked to me two weeks ago and shared their mind with me, I don't think I'd be this convicted and this broken about the situation. They were patient enough to walk me through it, and it changed my heart. And I feel like that conversation needs to happen more, like that interaction, because I feel like more people would begin to understand. I don't know. So that's my many sense yeah i mean i i completely agree with that uh i think the big thing is uh we have to have a conversation uh there's so many of us that are ignorant to what's going on and have uh like are blind and have scales over our eyes that we do not see what's happening uh because it doesn't happen it doesn't happen to uh to most people they don't realize what's actually happening to a huge population of the country because of the skin color Dude, the last time I got frisked by a cop, he was standing behind me, frisking me top to bottom in the dark. And while frisking me, he goes, hey, do you still skate? And I was yeah. like, yeah, man, I do. And we just started talking. That's the benefit <laughs> that I get to have. Absolutely. Yeah. 
it's because yeah, of it, our our skin color we have a benefit. Like a lot of people say, like the white privilege is silly. Like a lot of people think, like you don't have a privilege. You do. You do. Just just solely because of your skin color. If the second you see the lights behind your car and you're not scared, privilege. That's yeah. that's that's wanna, that's I the epitome of it. Uh, go ahead, Josh. Um, because uh, both both Johnny and Brady are talk uh, both hit on something that I wanted to share. So this seems like a good way to go right into this. Um, our old guitar player Dane shared uh, a comment, and <clears throat> before that, I'd like to share this uh, that involved all five of us for sure. Um, on Blackout Tuesday, we uh, you it was said that you were supposed to. Put a uh, uh, post a black screen, and that's it. And then put hashtag Black Lives Matter or Blackout Tuesday. And then when we did it, or some people did it, and then in a group text of all of us, like someone was like, uh, "I think it's supposed to be negative to do this now." And then we were like, "Oh, what are we supposed to do?" You know, there's a part of us <laughs> yeah. that's like, "Like, I don't know. Like, I want to help, but I, but there was." Can, can I give you a quick metaphor that I thought of that I told yeah. Haley? Mm-hmm. I said it would be like, "Hey," I said it'd be like Haley and I trying to build the swing set in the backyard for Maddie and then him just bringing some of his toys up to us and being like, I'm here to help. And it's being yeah. like, dude, none of those. I, I felt like my son in that scenario being like, I, I only have these skills. How do I, yeah. how do I help? I spent a couple hours that morning trying to figure out what would be the best way to handle it. And donating with, I think apps, uh, donating and not even, uh, yeah, that seemed like the best uh, uh, in which you came to that conclusion, I believe. Um, I, but I was talking to Dane. I was like, you know, I noticed that he, I don't think he'd be mad for me sharing this. Um, uh, I noticed that he had posted it, but then he had taken his down, like the uh, yeah. made his profile picture black and then taken it down. And I, and I, I really respect Dane's point of view. And I think he's very wise and very, and, he doesn't take action unless he feels pretty sure about it. He's it's well thought out, you know. And I'd like to think I'm the same way. I think a lot of you guys are also that way. Um, that's probably something that I'm I uh, I like surrounding myself with those type of people. But uh, um, but all I have to say, he shared a story. When we were talking, I was like, man, I, sometimes I just wish. They people would go ah well they didn't they didn't do exactly the best thing to do but at least they're trying at least we're all trying I was like man it sucks that we're all confused about how we can help I mean like that <laughs> I guess that's a good good step in the right direction anyway so that I wanted to touch on that real quick but Dane uh, Dane shared a story which was the second thing that I've really has I mean was really been opened up in my eyes in both. Like I said, Brady and Johnny had kind of touched on this. He shared a story that whenever we were young, uh, I'm not going to share his specific story, but like whenever we were young, we would do things. And when I say young, I mean like 17, 18, maybe even sometimes in our, uh, 19, you know, technically an adult. We would still do stupid punk rock things. And we would still, uh, I remember we would TP people's houses or go in our small town of southern illinois we would uh we'd go on the either side of the interstate and we would uh take off we'd be in two different trucks brady was a part of this two different trucks and it was like eight people in each truck and we would run climb up and uh, to the top of the the billboards that are on the side of the highway have to shut the lights out on that run down get back to the car and race three miles to our house and whoever got there first, that was like a game we were playing and my team made it. The other team got stopped by cops. Now keep in mind, there's like eight, at least eight teenage punk rock kids just acting like a fool and speeding in a small town of like 8,000 people. And they go, they shine the light. First off, my brother Joseph Brady uh, and I, brother Joseph, jumps out of the back of the truck and just runs towards home, and uh, <laughs> and so it looks shady for sure. And cops come shining lights on now the seven left, and he goes, "What do we got here?" And someone said, 
Uh, we were just being dumb, you know. He's like, you guys look like a bunch of assholes. Uh-huh. And he goes, okay. He goes, what are you guys doing? He goes, ah, we're just a bunch of friends. And he explained ourselves. And he goes, all right, just get home. And and he let a bunch of teenagers. And, I, and, and, and Dane shared a story similar to that. And I realized if I had been black, if it had been a, a, a bunch of black kid teenagers, I'm just now, re- and they're terrorizing the small town. And they would have came with, uh, um, and, and all that, and they're terrorizing the small town. And they would have came with, uh, um, and, and all that. Yeah. And they would have came with, uh, um, and, and all that. They got to my house and we all thought it was hilarious. And so, I, and, And I'm realizing moments in my life that I took for granted, a situation where me and my friends and my family, my brothers will look back and we long to go back to. Uh, If we were black, we'd probably like trying to forget it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Like there's even in that hometown um, having um, we had a friend that was uh, he's younger than us. He was uh, a couple years younger. Um, but, uh, had a buddy there that, uh, was just hanging out with a friend. And that's the, this is the idea that like, just blows my mind. Like in my hometown, I wouldn't never really thought about it other than now in retrospect, looking at things, I see the, the issues, I see the racism that's in that town, but, uh, literally just hanging out with his friend, walked across his, this, these two guys, one black, one white walked across the white guy's grandfather's house, uh, lawn. The grandfather comes out with a shotgun just because he was black and it was, his, it was with his son, his grandson. Like this just that's just, it blows my mind that people's mindsets are still there. Yeah. It's aggravating yeah. that something to, it blows my mind that something has a trend before a lot of people can get on board with something. Um, and like, like Josh said, it like, without being funny, it, like to wake up, to literally yeah. wake up and see this that's been going through our lives and we've been blind to it. It's it's yeah, the team, it's, it, it's the team human that the social media is creating because we're so tribal in just yeah. the way we've evolved. And uh the I I was shocked that this was going to break up into teams like like it has. That was a little more like I mean clearly I knew it, there was white supremacy and all that still existed. But to the petty level that it's to, to the to your friend who probably loves black people arguing some BS point on Facebook just yeah. to argue. Yeah. That's the I'm weird that it's broken down into subgenre of teams of how to handle this. But um, there's a part of me real quick. There's a ahead. part of me that thinks that if we were in a middle everybody, let's say everybody on that thread. OK, um, let's uh, well, let's say. A hundred people, and these hundred people in your life are the one, the loudest ones that tend to post things that you're like, ah, oh, you're, you're kind of that person that's going to argue that point real, real loud on your web, uh, on your personal Facebook, you know. Uh, and so you grab those hundred people, okay, that are your friends or family. You put them in a building. And there's a real situation going down where someone, where a black person is being abused or hurt. I get, I bet you usually a hundred percent of those people would get on the, on the side of that black person. I believe if we were put in an actual physical situation and I think you're right, Johnny. I, I, I don't want to act like there isn't white supremacy. There is. But so badly that that is small, 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 small. I think small it's probably just on your location, of honestly. Out there. Yeah. Small, small. Dude, I've driven through some places there. in Arkansas on tour. I don't want to, I feel bad and I don't want to call them out, but I guess I will. You know what? Mountain Home, Arkansas. Dude, I was driving. How many people? I don't know, but Lisa these was driving through there one time, and we saw a billboard for a white power radio station, and we were like, "What? what? That's yeah, still I real? believe that. I absolutely yeah. believe that." What's crazy is like, when we got home from the tour, 
<clears throat> I was at the gym with a friend of mine one morning and I was telling him and we're standing there in front of the mirror, you know, doing arms and stuff. And, I'm, and you know how you always talk to the person through the mirror. And so I'm like, dude, I went through Mountain Home, Arkansas and saw a white power radio station billboard. And the dude on the other side of him looks over at us and goes, mm hmm, we used to live there. And I was like, what? <laughs> and uh, yeah, so anyway, 12,000 people. Those places yeah. exist. Uh, so yeah, but here's I, the, here's I want to I want to say this real quick. The, the go ahead. as of 2018, 7.5 billion people on Earth. All right, if you were to I, um, I'll give I want to give Joe Rogan the credit for he's the one who said this the first time it made sense to me. But if you took a hundred people in a room, how many do you think would just be kind of dumb? Like they say stupid things. They don't think for themselves. They yeah. just kind of just, they're just on, they're it's on. It's going to make me sound horrible, but a, a lot of them. I'd say yeah. probably 40. 40? Yeah. For sure. I think, for sure. I think out of 100 people, I think at least 20 of them would be surprisingly verbal on the internet about stuff that I think doesn't matter. I think there's yeah. at least 20 people that would shock me at how ridiculous mm -hmm. their social behaviors are on the internet. So then you take seven and a half billion, you know, and whatever the percentage that's just using the internet. But I think when these events happen, it's just that reminder when everyone gets loud, you just go, oh, my God. OK, that's just part of what we're living with here. But I, I don't remember if I said this on the last uh, podcast or not, but it's worth saying again. Haley said it best a couple of weeks ago. Progress and empathy are butting heads right now. And to me, this is clearly the, the mental and physical evolution of getting rid of the sick thought of racism, this yeah. race superiority. The, 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 the internet is making us realize that we're just humans all communicating to each other from where we call home. And so that's the team, the tribalism, the tribe's getting bigger. We're going, dude, we're all just yeah. humans. I mean, these younger kids, as annoying as they are and as weird as they are with the things that they like to me, <laughs> dude, they're so full of love and they want to help each other and they get it. And somehow it, they started to figure out, but I think really is just the public. We see it happening out on the internet of what is love and what is not love. And that, even though some of the stuff on the internet is fake and gross, we know we somewhere we know deep down, but I think there is a change. I think, I think when we were younger and you made fun of somebody who went home versus like watching their life get worse on the internet. I don't know. Yeah. As 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 divisive as all of this has become, I think it's also changed. I think it's pushing love forward in a weird way, but it's it's evil to watch it. It's a, it's a war. I think it's a war on progress. So yeah. I had three things. Kaylin, you want to talk real quick before I say three things? I mean, I, I don't know if I'm bringing anything necessarily new to to the table, but I think to echo back to what we were talking about in the first place, I think any positive change or any positive growth that happens within yourself or with society, it's going to face opposition and it's going to face the yeah. naysayers. And it's going to face, it's, it's like a, a birthing process. You know, it's like, there's a lot of pain involved in positive growth. I think that's something that we see in history and yeah. And to echo from my personal perspective, it's, you know, in my privileged bubble, I thought as a society, we were further. Because I was so, I was very blind to a lot of it. Like I would see things, I'd be in my head, my instant default response was, oh, that, that's a bad apple that happened that one time, you know, and it's unfortunate and sad. But then, you know, now it's like, we're all realizing as society how much more prevalent it is and how much we don't see it and how much it's going on. And I think there is a lot of, you know, noise like johnny said it's come come with this and that's annoying and frustrating but we're we're in in confusion too like i've been super confused but we're working towards something good i think we're moving towards something positive and with with that positive change does come the the noise but i think we are going somewhere and uh i think that to to focus on that and like johnny said the loving aspect of where we're going and like we are trying to ultimately bring forward this this just love for everybody that i think that hopefully my hope is in the end that's what prevails and everybody sees out of all this so don't want to ramble on any further but yeah 
going off what Johnny said. While you were talking, I just thought of this. Uh, people who are still belligerently racist today, or like uh, that dude that was commenting on my thing, they're the equivalent of a crowd, someone that does crowd killing at our in our scene. Yeah, like hardcore. Yeah, just yeah, for like, the sake of hurting people for hurting people. Yeah, sure. Twenty years ago, this was fun, but now this is like you know, stop. <laughs> you know, it's annoying. Um, it was fun. Well, what I mean is for those evil racist people, like to their perspective. Like, yeah, yeah, from like from their, their yeah, dude. Let me put it another way. It's it's equivalent to Bill Bird talking about uh, the old dude um, from Duck Dynasty when he said he was against homosexuality, and he's like, dude, that guy has just grown up with everyone feeling the same way. And one day he looked around, he was like, where did all my friends go? <laughs> I mean, he just and honestly, I think it's gonna. Uh, a couple years ago, I was talking with a friend of mine about this, all of this going on right now, the same problems going on right now. And we were just like, how is it going to get better? And I was pretty depressed on it then and glass half empty. And uh, I would say about two years ago, I thought racism was just going to have to die out. I thought we were just going to have to have to let that mentality die out over time. But that was when I, I didn't. I guess I just hadn't thought there has to be more to what I can personally do. And uh, this pandemic plus what's going on now has put me in a place where I've really finally figured out how I can do something, at least a starting ground. But I want to figure out more. And uh, yeah. maybe we were all afraid to, to do more, but now we realize, oh, dude, we got to do something and we should. And I'm sorry it took us so long to realize that. Yeah, well, I think part of it was, like, what you just said, like, I remember at some point, like, probably four years ago, I felt like, no, the world's good, it only appears racist when you make it about race. Like, I, I had subscribed to that in the past. And today, as I was typing it up in a response to that fella, um, it's one of the three things, he said, like, this is not about race. I'm like, dude, to you, sure, it's not about race. To them, it's about race. Because they're they're not just tired of police brutality. They're they're tired of seeing their uh their race being displayed, going through stuff and not getting justice. Um, and so for them, this whole thing is about race, even though to you it might not be because you see it through your lens of a police killed some, a police person killed somebody. But it goes far beyond that to someone who doesn't have our perspective. And uh, listen, go ahead. I I. I feel talking about perspectives. I feel like th we are at a point. I, I don't think it's by a happenstance. That I think all five of us are kind of waking up to a different level right now. It's clearly something else is happening. Right. Cause it's all like we've been primed up to this moment. It's the super organism, all, man. Yeah. So all that to say, um, whenever, I think if I that that story I told earlier where they they told my friends, well, look like a bunch of assholes and just let them go home. That turns around and they get pulled or they get guns pulled all on them and one of them dies because of it changes my life forever. Yeah. In a sense that like and that's one instance. Now think about every time because it sounds like uh more than just once or twice in your life uh, with a running with a cop where you're probably guilty and, you're, um, and write it off as boys being boys instead of uh, the other, uh, uh, like if I, my skin was black, I would, I would end up having a gun pulled on me. Yeah, dude, I literally, I'm classically conditioned to be nervous around cops because growing up, I was always getting in trouble by them because I was up to no good. But yeah. I've had but I'm just nervous around them because I get in trouble like a teacher or a principal or something. I literally, right. we, me and my friend staged a kidnapping <laughs> and then the cops came and watched the security camera footage. And then my friend who worked at the place that we staged the kidnapping at said, I know those guys are just messing around. And then they just were fine with it and let Taco Bell ban us from coming. Oh, well, I was at a Taco Bell. They let Taco <laughs> Bell ban us from coming uh, back. And uh, you, you, let's all let's all say, do we think that if five black dudes ran into a Taco Bell and 
started beating up a sixth black dude and then threw him in a van and drove off that the cops would just let someone who works there go, oh, I know them. They're just screwing around. Right. No, dude, I, I no think not the at evil all. in me would, even today, as I'm still processing, would assume the worst. Like, I would not think it's a joke, but if it was white guys, I might think it was a joke because I know oh, you being, and people like being you. being someone else, yeah, on the outside of it, and, yeah. And so that's some raw honesty there, and I know that's not good on my part, and it's something I'm developing and trying to become aware of so I can dismantle it. Um, there was a... Kind of piggybacking off of a previous thing you were talking about, Johnny, because we had talked about this. We talked about how, you know, it's the superorganism and it's it's uh, it's evolution. And I, I was t- we're talking to Johnny and the idea that, like, maybe life in America at its, like, core is so good that, like, we're now able to focus, focus on evil in people's hearts as a ginormous community and are flipping it as it keeps going. Because, like... Most Americans don't have to worry about hunger. You know, most, you know, we don't have to worry about needs. You know, and clearly a lot of people do, but I think as a whole, everyone's pretty decent off. Like, we make up, what, the pop, top 3% of the wealthiest humans yeah. on Earth if you just live in America. Yeah. And it's like the evolution, the next stage of that is, okay, what old mental and emotional processes are like, are just garbage, Let's weed that out. That's not coming out in this next generation of human. You know? And um, so there was that thought. And then, have y'all ever <laughs> subscribed to the thought that I don't see color? Only, no. only to be goofy. And so, like, I think... Are you talking about, like, have I ever, have I ever told someone, like, I don't, I don't see color? Yeah, to, don't like, see color. to, like, tell them that you're not racist? Yeah, because a lot of people do. And uh, I've seen that argument in threads today. And someone I was talking to, uh, the same person who shared a lot of his stories with me, he said that that was one of the most offensive things he's heard. And he's like, you have to see my color. If you don't see my color, you don't understand the problem. You don't understand what we go through. You don't understand what we, what we experience. And I just want to encourage anyone listening to this that, like, if you subscribe to the, you know, I don't see color, Thing, and you, you think in your heart it's a genuine good perspective saying, hey, I see everyone equally. This is a call and I think a moment where we have to see that our friends are black and then see yeah. the injustice that does happen to black people. Because if we don't, then it's just another police brutality. thing. Right. It's just it, another, I think the- you know, two hillbillies shooting some random guy. You know, if that was some white dude jogging, they would not have tracked them down and shot him. Yeah, I think the the problem with that is like, Saying that I don't see color and see it's like making the comment that I see everything equal. That doesn't matter because your viewpoint doesn't reflect the world, doesn't reflect everyone else. The fact that like just because you don't see color doesn't mean like everyone else is on the same boat. Like you, you have to acknowledge that they are still getting pre- uh, getting targeted and there's still prejudice against them, whether you see it or not. Yeah. I think that, it has to still, start as still just the a very cover. poor way of trying to say you're not racist. Because it just makes no sense, really, to say I don't see color. It's, yeah. like, oh, yeah. it's like a weird way of trying to say, it's a like, cop out. I know we're all humans. And it's like, that's true, but clearly there's a difference here, which has painted out an entirely different experience of reality for them versus you. This video game is not as cool to them as it is to you. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's just an ignorant way... Of saying, of trying to say, I'm not racist. Yes, absolutely. I think that's the main thing. It's like it is ignorant. That's the big thing. It's like, yeah, <laughs> saying like I don't see color is like same thing. It's like, oh, I don't see wealth. I, 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 I want to acknowledge it because I would rather be wealthier. Yeah, I, and people experience different degrees of wealth. See, which yeah, I say like, that too to be goofy. I say I don't believe in money sometimes, and right, <laughs> only when I wanted to sound ridiculous have I said I don't see color. Like in right. that Thirty Rock episode where. Uh, um, Alec Baldwin is talking to uh, Queen Latifah, and he goes, "I don't." He goes, "I don't see color or gender, Mister Chang." <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. It's so funny. Yeah, like the idea like, that because is, like, it's our, such a stupid thing to say. Yeah, it's like because we're saying like, no, I, we're we're equal. The sad thing is we're not. The sad thing is whenever you look at it at, through everyone else's like, if you look at it through the right telescope, like we're not equal. Like just because of favoritism, because of. Uh, having a, a leg up in the world. Uh, it, it's, we're not, unfortunately, like we're not, no one, we'd never start on the same starting, uh, start, what was it? The same playing field. It's always, somebody has, 
advantages over others. And you have to acknowledge that. Yeah. I think what most people, if, if someone has a comment, skip my question, we'll come back to it. But I think what a lot of us, Josh, you said this, we're toiling with is what do we do as white dudes, you know, and a yellow dude, you know, like, I mean, in all reality, the five of us probably get away with being white, even though all of us, but Kalen are very not white. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So at church this week, this last week, you know, as I was sifting through my thoughts and ideas, um, and just my perspectives, you know, I was trying to figure out, okay, what can I do as some half Korean white dude who's about a hundred pounds overweight? Like, what do I do in this like universe to make it better? And I, uh, we had the whole service set up and you could ask Johnny, I sent probably five or six text messages and three emails changing the entire flow of the service because I was trying to figure out what's the best thing we could do to, you know, what, what can I do with my platform, you know, as a worship leader. And I ended up uh, not even leading. I just ended up doing a prayer after the first song so we can make room for two African-American people on our worship team to lead a song, just them two. And, uh, and you know, that's in the grand scheme of things. Is that important? Probably not. But I think for our, for my like close community of Chase Oaks, that might be something that was touching or helpful. Well, first uh, off, their performance was powerful, and that made a difference. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Also, I think right now a great way to make a difference is if you have a chance to uplift uh, one of your friends of color. Do it. Do it. Yeah. 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 I think that was a big thing that I'm taking away from that is what – in what areas have I spoken up where if I, if I think about it and I'm not just saying just my black friends, but uh, uh, my female friends or whatever, if they need, then if I really believe that they need to be speaking instead of me, I'm, I'm going to be more uh, aware of that. I think I'm going to, I'm going to fight for more, uh, more point of views that we can learn from, I think. Yeah, I think the biggest thing, and I think I've, um, you, he's a buddy. Uh, we, uh, you guys probably know. I don't know him that we we did a tour together or anything, but uh, Tadashi. Um, I've actually uh, played a show with Tadashi. Really, that dude's yeah. amazing. Yeah, that guy great. is such a great dude. I've but, actually said the name Tadashi before. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to mentally pronounce it and I messed up, so I just came up to say this. <laughs> but uh, you're but so he posted- uh, Howard Stern with that dude. I love it. <laughs> bringing it in, <laughs> bringing it down and going over there. Uh, but Thank he you. he said something uh, that was super powerful. He posted the uh, video and it's on his uh, live story um, on his Instagram, so you can check it out if you want to. Uh, but it was uh he had a friend that passed away from uh the coronavirus and then this stacked on top of it and he was at just a very broken place and uh he just did a short little uh video it's like a minute or two long um and his main his little sister like would always tell him this like you have to be constructive and not destructive and i think that's the biggest thing that i've i've been i especially from him i i took from that it's like we got to figure out a way to be constructive and to build people up and to build up a community that support each other and support uh, the black community uh, and support, uh, have their backs and not be destructive in a way of like just destroying, just to tearing people down and, and keeping them under our feet. Uh, whether like Josh said, like whether that's you're black, whether you're a female, um, whether like it doesn't matter what it is, we have to find a way to be constructive and to lift people up and to generate a team a, a team mentality of we're in this together. Like we cannot be out for ourselves. Just when we we'll, when we get to Mars, I also think we need aliens. I think that's gonna help too. Ali- like yes, whether you're black women or aliens, you have to build them up. Is that your, <laughs> that's what you're saying? No, I'm saying if oh. aliens were to <laughs> come attack us right now. <laughs> 
Oh yeah. Oh then yeah. Unified. We'll absolutely. Yeah, I think exactly. we unified pretty hard. Yeah. Oh, I thought oh, you meant like we need to get the people out of the cages. Oh. Oh, not those. Aliens. We got. We got to save. Got to get them out. But I'm telling oh. you, they'd get let out if if we got invaded by other aliens. <laughs> oh, <that's not> fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of people. Uh, I want there we, to be aliens. We so talked bad. about this. I know you do. Uh, we talked about this last week, which uh, I don't think anyone but me and Eric really know, but we're not going to release last week's episode. So I'm going to share a story I said on that um, because I know a lot of people are having, uh, are having a hard time with the, f- with the rioting that's happening. Uh, and that's kind of a weird thing. Uh, on one hand, you say like, oh man, I understand they're upset, but why are they destroying things uh, destroying where they live or this or that and then on the other side you go well they're unheard and if you're not going to listen to them they're going to hit you so the martin luther where, king where quote, writing is the yeah, yeah. Vo- is the voice it of the unheard is the voice of yeah. the unheard yes so so i kind of this is also the first time i've ever saw rioting and i kind of go i think I think I get why they do, they're doing that. Like it was the first time I kind of didn't have a uh, question mark. Like I don't know why they're doing that. I guess they have a good reason. I don't know. This was the first time I was like, oh, I think I get it. I think it, enough's enough. Do you We're remember burn you- this to the ground if you guys don't give us uh, listen to us? I kind of get it. Yeah, no, I I understand too, man. Um. What what are, what are we at? Uh, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, 2020s. We're we're sixty years later of when people started seeing this on television and going, "Oh, this is a problem." Yeah. Sixty years yeah. later, we've been able to see that this is a problem, and it's only been easier to access, and it's getting thrown in front of our faces. Yeah. To the point yeah. that I know people avo- who avoid social media when a video goes up because they just don't want to see it. That's how aware we are of it. And to just now be uniting as a people and revolting, I think some people have, have they, they, this is the response. Right. It's a response to trauma, man. It's survival. It's very, it's human. It's human nature. Yeah. yeah it's uh, the rioting. It's a manifestation of frustration and it's yeah. a, I don't know. I'm getting yeah. I'm getting more and more cool with it every day, and I'm getting more and more like frustrated when I see a cop car. Yeah, yeah. I I shared this with last week too. Um, you know, in our history books, we celebrated in 1773. Whenever, yeah, when the Boston Tea Party. Whenever uh, we were like, screw this, we're going to be our own country. And we're like, hell yeah, let's get rid of all this English tea and even ruin Boston Harbor for years. Uh, and then, but we celebrate that, that rebelling, that rioting. Um, and that tea was expensive. And the fact that they put, they screwed themselves out of like being able to use any of that bay for en- making any money for years but they but we go hell yeah that moment i mean we all learned about that moment and but here we don't want to hear it in reflection you know there was some annoying dude back there going like but what about the private businesses on the bay they're now not able they're being put (laughs) on you know that whole thing was happening then probably too yeah there just wasn't a dude in a truck yelling about it posting online so, yeah, but I, uh, I think, uh, I think we're open to learn if anybody out there is listening to us, we're for sure not claiming we have it all figured out and we're not claiming to be experts and we don't, uh, I don't even think we're claiming to be one of the good ones. I think we're hoping to be one of the good ones. <laughs> like yeah. that's, that's where uh, I think we're all like saying, Hey, We'd love to be uh, like taught and we're very, I think we're very malleable at this moment. 
And think, so think, if you want to reach out to us and you want to be on this, or if you just want to talk to us as individuals yeah. and influence us, uh, Josh at honey, uh, honeygoldrecords.com because uh, I don't think one, – one, one thing I surround myself with are people that are willing to have a conversation and will, I've heard them say, I, I, yeah, I was wrong and, and, and learned from it. I, to me, that's the, uh, the, one of the greatest things I want in people around me. And I pray we can all get there. Yeah. I think, uh, if I, I, I think I kind of speak for all, I, I feel like I can, uh, for all of us that to say, um, unfortunately we're not at the same place. We're not, uh, as educated as we would like to be, uh, and don't know the, the best way to always support. So, I mean, if there, if there's people out there who's willing to take the time to educate and I know you should, sh- you shouldn't have to. You really shouldn't have to, but unfortunately, there's a lot of ignorant people out there. If you can take the time to educate, like I know, at least for me, I will bend over backwards to do anything in my power. If I know the right steps to do, I'll do them. Yeah. Um, but for I feel like for a lot of people, we're ignorant and we're grasping at straws, and we want to help, we want to show support, but sometimes we get the left and the right back and forth saying, "Do this, don't do this," and yeah. we we wanna we wanna support. Uh, just please let us know how. And you guys can start, uh, you can donate at Black Lives Matter, the NAACP Legal Defense Fund, Equal Justice Initiative. Those are the three places that I've been choosing to donate to and um, would encourage if you want to start, that's a place. And if you know how we can do better, we want to learn and um, we're open to change and we we don't have our minds made up. We just want to be better and we want to help. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, Rate, review us, um, and give us a give us a holler. Let us. I mean, we want to learn. Uh, long live the brotherhood. Long live, long live the hive. The hive. <laughs> oh, we did it.